Everybody and welcome back to Rascal Raps. My name is Chris. My name is Vincent. And today... It feels good to do the intro again. It does, it does. I was going to say we meant to get back to doing this a hell of a lot sooner, but things came up. And uh, yeah, thankfully, you know, if you ignore that one part in the DBW thing where we said we'd do it the week after, if you ignore that, I mean, we are doing it technically, (laughs) the review. It's just a couple of weeks after, and it's not for the show you may have wanted. <clears throat> yeah, I'll be honest, though. I really haven't missed wrestling that much. I kind of have. I'll see it in the car, and I'll be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But I haven't had. I'm like, surprised everyone Backlash. was talking about how good Backlash was. It yeah, I'm surprised like everyone was talking about trash. how good Backlash was. Everyone was like, oh, Backlash is good. It sounded like it was going to be trash. I don't know Maybe. how it was. I thought it was going to be the worst oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Backlash is traditionally horrible. I mean, usually. I mean, it's called WrestleMania Backlash, too. Never forget that one year, man. Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns. Most disappointing match of your entire life. I forgot about that match. I still don't even know what you're talking about, really, but I kind of do a little bit. It was, for some reason, it was... I think that Brock wasn't around, so I was just letting whoever was the champion at the time, I think it was AJ and Shinsuke, which looking back at the finish of that match, I get why they wouldn't let that happen. But instead, they put this random one-on-one match with Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns in the main event. It was like 30 minutes long, just wrestled, 90% of the match. People were actively leaving during the match. It was one of the worst things. Yeah. It sucks for Smojo too, because he's a he's an actual like he's really good. Yeah, it was in that weird time. They wouldn't just let Roman Reigns be cool. I don't know what's up with it. But, you know, yeah, he was terrible. I mean, he has some good stuff. He had like a good match with AJ Styles one time. Yeah, but they had that one weird period where like, all right, going up against his heel. Uh, he's a big dude, so he will put you in a wrestle for ninety minutes, and then you will get a spear in there, and you will win. And that'll be good. I wouldn't say Roman's matches were bad. I would say they were good. But I would also say his character was the main issue. Some of them were pretty good, but like there were a lot of times you could tell that they were really just like, oh, you're going up against Baron, you're going against Joe. They're tall dudes. You're going to wrestle that kind of match for the underdog. Yeah. The whole Roman Reigns like time in WWE was so dark. Like he, I mean, he, he was booed forever and then he'd be like, beat the shit out of Vince. Did he beat the shit out of Vince McMahon or Triple H or some shit? And like he got cheered for a little bit. Um, what? I, I mean, I don't remember what time period it is. I don't remember people liking that happening, the Triple H thing. Cause that was recently at 32, just a couple months after the whole Seamus thing that Vince was involved in for some reason. I don't even. Yeah, I have no I, idea but i remember there's a time where he was just like he did something really like people thought was cool and then boom he got cheered a little bit like for like two days maybe that sounds very roman he got two days to get cheered that's about right and then he won the, he may have won the championship the next day i don't even know but yeah probably it probably was the shameless feud in january of 2016 yeah i mean I, I came into this review wanting to get into the into the show immediately and now we're talking about this Especially with the news that came out recently about Roman, it's very distracting. But yeah, anyways, yeah, that's a separate yeah, thing. That kind of sucks, man. If he's gonna go to Hollywood, it, it sucks because 
we got two years from being finally good after, out of his 10-year career. And it's just, well, not him being good, but like him, people liking him. And now he's going to go away. Yeah. Yeah, that's the it's, bad part about it. Like, I mean, you've, you're definitely getting, like, you're going away, you know, after the best part of your career, but still, still a little, leaves a sour taste. Just because of, like, it doesn't feel like he was there for a long time. This dude was there for, like, 10 plus years. And the Shield started in 2012. That was a long time ago. Yeah. I would rather him do a Shield reunion in AEW. Yeah, he, he drags Seth along for some reason. That'd be yeah. nice. Robin, Robin, no, that would I be interesting. Do you hear what I said about that? I mean, honestly, I would want the bloodline in AEW. I would want that in AEW. So just, just so we can have like that against the Elite or something like that. Yeah, I mean, Kenny did tease the match. And the match is not going to happen, but I wish it would. Yeah, but we need The Rock for Roman Reigns to happen. We, we did. That would be fun at WrestleMania. It doesn't have to be for the title. Like, some people seem to think it has to be for some reason. Yeah. Like, how does Roman Reigns have the best t-shirt and the worst t-shirt at the same time? Like, I'm talking yeah. about he has the Bloodline shirt that's really good, and then the other shirt that he wears currently that's really shitty. Yeah, the God Mode one shit. A lot of potential. I wanted to say it was God Mode on it. For some reason, it made it into a fucking acrostic poem. It's so weird, yeah. Like who? I, I just like I wonder. Like, um, who designs these shirts? Like, is it like one day they're like, "Wow, I know exactly what to do," and then the next day they're like, "Wow, let's just turn on Microsoft Word and we'll get this done." Yeah, next day they're like, "Hey man, what about a T-shirt where it's Vince on a T-shirt it says i 'I'm an asshole and so are you for wearing this T-shirt and charge thirty bucks for it.'" Anyway, anyway. AEW? AEW, yeah. I haven't watched that in a while. And those, the small things, man, they really get you. You forget they're a thing until you watch the show and then they get you again. Like picture in picture and, and Excalibur's unnatural throws to promos. They, were, they really got to me yesterday. Damn. Okay. It's, I mean, I wasn't feeling any of that. This is the last thing I'm going to talk about before we get to the actual show. It's just. There'll be times when you're just sitting there chilling out, watching the show, and Joe will be like, "Man, that's a that's a really impressive, their smart strategy by this guy over here." And, and then Excalibur will go, and also if you want to catch us next week in uh, Detroit, we will be there. And like what? No, who said anything about that Detroit man? No one said anything about that. Can you please just commentate the match? I can read the graphic. There's at least right. one person. I can read the graphic, man. I know wrestling fans traditionally. Well, some can't. people can't read the graphic. I mean, honestly. But man, I I honestly don't. It's just so annoying. Especially when you hear JR do it, and JR just does it naturally. Like, he'll incorporate it. Like, Rampage, this match mm. is happening on Rampage here. I don't think uh, JR. He's not the best all the time. I don't think time, JR but... and natural fit together, honestly. But yesterday he had this spot where he's like talking about this promo for the match that they had. It was a video package. He's like, that's a match. A lot of stuff going on there. By the way, it's happening at Rampage, which will be at 5.30. So I gotta do. But then you have a scalper over here. Maybe, talking to himself. Maybe JR is the most natural person on the commentary team because he just says whatever the fuck he thinks. Yeah, exactly. It's not a good thing most of the time. But sometimes it's fun. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, anyway, I don't even, so, I mean, I didn't have a problem with last night's dynamite that much, but I guess we'll go through everything and we'll figure out what's, what's the issues, what's not the issues. Um, all I know is I start dynamite and I'm like, damn, I wish I didn't start dynamite. Like, I don't know what happens, but like, I, like, I kind of just don't want to watch it. <laughs> um, I, I didn't have that issue. I, by the way, I, I like, yeah, I'm kind of just like, when is it over? It's kind of my only question in my mind. Like, hopefully this goes by quickly. Sometimes I can see that, but I didn't feel that with this episode. It was more just the little things like those unnatural Excalibur things, which are like almost nearly as bad as those Uber Eats ads. That you saw those new Uber Eats ads they have? They're just the worst. No. You haven't seen where like I mean, you know, Uber Eats delivers stuff that isn't food now. That begs the question, can I now eat anything I get from there? And they'll have like a bar of soap and like a roll of tape and they'll be eating it like well, you can't uh, eat a bar of soap, and you can eat tape. But who's the idiot who's ordering, uh, the, like, a stapler, and, like, I, I just don't know, man. What do I do with this? This is a bizarre one. I mean, it's a good afternoon snack. Anyway, uh, m- moving forward here, uh, this episode starts off. A lot of uh, Owen Hart tournament stuff on here will be a lot of that next week also, which makes sense. Tournament's coming up. Finals at double or nothing. You had quarterfinal match with Adam Cole and Dennis Harwood. I thought it was a really good. I kind of feel weird. I kind of feel weird because I rather I kind of want more storyline stuff going on. I can see that. Maybe next week or the week after. Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know really. I mean, I've been saying that for a while, like a couple of weeks, you know. So it's one of the, I mean, ever since the last pay-per-view, really, I've been saying that. Like, I hope there's more storyline stuff other than, like, maybe what MJF does on the show. Well, you know, Dynamite and AW work. You need something, then they'll realize, oh, damn, that pay-per-view is a lot quicker than we thought it'd be. Uh, who wants a feud real quick? Because I will just say, like, the best thing about AW is MJF. I will agree with that currently. And if they lose MGF to the, the big W, right, that would be such a terrible thing to happen. Well, hey, man, his best friend, the roller coaster, it's right there. Mm, true, that's true. So it's a, it's a rough one. Uh, yeah. yeah, I find it weird how Cody Rose's theme song was just suddenly going, blowing up on TikTok. Or acting like that's a new song. They hear it you and they're like, oh my god, it's so crazy. I can't believe this is a new thing that just came out. You know, it's been a thing for like four years. <laughs> yeah. Probably longer, actually. It's kind of how it is, really. You're like, oh, wow, I'm so excited about Cody Rhodes. Let's make a bunch of TikToks about him. Bunch of marks over there in the big dub. I feel like this is a new thing. Cody yeah. being good at wrestling. It's, it's because you yeah, watch it's Raw. And he's the only good thing on Raw. That's the only reason why. I mean, the only person that can really uh, replace Roman Reigns would be him, I think. I guess so, but it's it's just not the same. Just uh, the only issue with Drew McIntyre, I like I want to like Drew McIntyre. I I really do. I I can't like Drew McIntyre. <laughs> it was easy until they made him into a Scottish guy who just does Scottish things. It was He's very... the corniest motherfucker on the show. He walks around with a sword and doesn't stab people. I mean, what have we been doing? He's not going to stab anybody, you know? Well, he tries to decapitate people sometimes. 
Drew McIntyre was cool, and all he wanted to do was just beat people up, and he didn't wear a kilt. It's like, I think you just come back to that. He's likable again. I think so. Yeah. I don't like, I never liked the 3 2 1 before his uh, kick that he does. I, I wish that was just an out of nowhere thing that happened. I also prefer that, but I don't mind it too much. Yeah. Like, ever since that 3 2 1, I'm pretty sure he went downhill. For me personally, it was him wearing the kilt and having the sword and not stabbing anybody. And he's the most. Okay, so if he's not in WWE, he definitely cuts a good promo, right? But actually, he, he didn't cut a good. He doesn't cut any good promos anymore. Actually, I want to retract that statement. He went downhill with the Randy Orton feud, unfortunately. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, uh, you probably weren't watching it around then, like the main shows. It was it someone who was watching Raw around that time? It was pretty bad. Okay, got it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Anyways, back to uh, this over here. Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. I really enjoyed this match. I keep forgetting how good Dax is by himself in singles matches. Yeah, I don't know if I can see like FDR going singles and winning singles championships on their own right now. But, uh, I mean, it could happen eventually. I don't know, really. I don't think they should. I just like the idea of single of tag wrestlers who are also great singles wrestlers. Yeah, I do think that's pretty cool. I do. But, uh, I mean, like the Young Bucks can do the same thing, right? Like Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson. It doesn't matter who you throw in the ring in a singles match. They're going to put on a good show, you know? Or, you know, even if you look at Top Flight or something like that, you know, they go crazy on their own as well. So, I mean, it's always cool to see it. Um, I would like to see maybe Young Bucks, but, you know, I would have liked to see them have like a singles run separately as well. I mean, the Lucha Bros have done that, like, you know, so it works. It definitely works. It works. I mean, look at Jeff and Matt Hardy, you know what I'm saying? So it's very true. I I do think that when it comes to Dax Harwood and uh, his partner over there, I think that uh, Cash Wheeler, I think that they might need a, maybe a bit of different characters, maybe for that to work as well. I think they're going more on a, a Twitter thing where they're not with the Pentacle too much anymore. And they're just being like normal yeah. guys who just want to win tag gold and meet big Bret Hart fans. I think that's their gimmick now. That is their gimmick, right? <laughs> There's big Bret Hart marks that hate Shawn Michaels. Hate Shawn Michaels, love tag team wrestling. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, that was not enough. I mean, their whole gimmick, as soon as they came into AEW, was we are a big tag team wrestlers and we do the old school stuff. And then they did the old school stuff. So I don't know. I mean, unfortunately, all that stuff wasn't enough for... I like the callbacks, but sometimes the callbacks take me out of that shit because it's like, you're trying to be someone... Like, you're kind of trying to be other people, right? Like, you're trying to be other... Like, you're trying to replicate these other tag teams that you watched when as you were younger or whatever. When Maybe you should try and do your own shit, you know? I like the idea. I think sometimes I can feel it's being overdone, but I just like the idea of drawing from a bag of tricks you've seen over the years to use it against Like, I like to tribute stuff, but when you tribute every match, you know, it gets a little old. A little stale. That's why I really like to You start feeling like you're just a throwback rather than you're here in the now and you're really good. I mean, they kind of are a throwback thing. They're, the whole thing is we don't do flips. We I mean, just being a throwback thing, 
like even in like Dota UE, they felt like the F, they felt like you know the revival. Like these guys are great. I love these guys. And AW, they're like, man, we really like the old school tag teams. So we're just gonna replicate what they do, and we're gonna try and be as good as them. One thing we really like about Smash is uh, Dax tried to go for the old school stuff and it screwed him over. He couldn't do the sharpshooter because of the ribs. And then Goal hit the sharpshooter instead. And the, beat him with it. the one thing that hurts me is that I have not watched the tag team matches everyone says like we should watch because it's like, oh, yeah, they really good match against the Briscoe brothers on the Ring of Honors. And they had the, the good match against the Young Bucks. But I, I haven't seen any of those matches. And I should. I really should. But I just haven't gotten around to it. I mean, we've seen the wrestling Young Bucks before. They're really good. Those matches traditionally, I can only imagine it was pretty good. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. But I want to see the Lucha Bros back in action eventually. I think they're injured right now, right? Or one of them. Well, no, we just got Death Triangle. Oh, no, they, well, they're not. They're, come, they're coming back. It's true. The Death Triangle is going to come back. I can't wait for that House of Black versus Death Triangle, hopefully. At a double and nothing on the main show. I hopefully. remember I was really big into Pack at some point. Um, yeah, that, so it sucks that he doesn't like appear on the show as much as he used to because I felt like Pac was really really good like Miro too like I was into Miro as well I miss Miro I really do like I used to say Pac was probably like one of the best wrestlers in that whole company like he just always knocked out of the park you know every single match he had was like a banger you know what happened to Miro they like find God in the Zerg parking lot and God just you know God took, took care of him yeah it's how, God it's how took it care of him man yeah, he put the head out on Miro. Put the hands on him. He said, keep my name out of your mouth, man. Never again. So I want to hear about you and your... Yes. Hey, Slap him in the face. Got him banned from the Oscars. Jeez, Miro. How unfortunate. Got him back from the Oscars and AW. Can't wrestle anymore. Yeah. So anyways, the Adam Cole thing. Adam Cole wins after a pretty good match. What were your thoughts quickly on this one? I mean, I really like the match. I'm like, I like, I like the match. I thought it was a good opener, and they did some stuff with the, uh, what was it? Adam Cole was going for the switch in music, didn't quite work out. Eventually, they, um, there was like a story with the, uh, what's it called? What's Bret Hart's finisher move called? A sharpshooter. No, the sharpshooter. Yeah, they were going back and forth the sharpshooter as well. And then eventually at the end of the match, Adam Cole got the sharpshooter locked in on Dax, and Dax had to tap out because he had no choice. I wonder what he was saying to the ref. I couldn't hear it, but I would have liked to have known if I don't have added more to it. I think he said, I'm sorry, I love you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Brett. I'm not Brett, what? <laughs> Who? Sorry, Owen, sorry, Brett. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm neither of those guys. I'm just a referee. I work here. You know. You know, Cole advances and we'll find out who we'll be facing later in the main event. Which, speaking of main yeah, event... I mean, honestly, I'm looking forward to it whenever that happens. Yeah, we have it. The promo for that's next, where Jeff Hardy says, this is a dream match, man. I'm looking forward to it. And Darby says, talk to Tony Khan. I'm not trying to walk out of here unless it's in a body bag or a stretcher. Let's do this thing. This guy's crazy, man. I've never heard anybody no say that in match. my life. If this isn't a no disqualification, anything goes match, I'm not doing it. I mean, yeah, look, he, let's just say Tony Khan didn't follow what Darby Allen said. The referee is a prime target, okay? 
they would they would have both jumped the referee and then started beating each other with steel chairs over the head. You just tell. Exactly. The referee is in danger. I would not be I would not want to be the referee for for that match, okay? I'm trying to tell Darby Allen he can't use the ladder against Jeff Hardy. But I had a heart attack. Exactly, man. I would, like, immediately, they're going to punch me in my fucking face and be knocked out. I'm going to roll out of the ring and be like, no, I'm not going back in there. Nope. Sorry, you can't use ladders. Can't use ladders. No, Jeff, come on. It's not that serious. They'll do like their whole match with like extreme shit. They'll eventually clear the ring of all that shit. They'll be bleeding and shit. And then some referee would come running down and suddenly someone wins. The first five minutes is just like a 2K22 match. You're chasing the referee around trying to knock him over. He's running around, waiting, like running away from you, dodging your punches and shit, two-stepping. He's using Osher Instinct, dodging everything so someone gets lucky, knocks him over. Anyway, it took 10 minutes. We got five minutes left. He's doing the running man as you're trying to super kick him. Keep hitting your opponent at the bottom. My bad, man. You know I wasn't going for you. I was going for him. He starts doing Fortnite dances. He starts glitching through the ropes. Like, can't catch this guy. And you do knock him over, but he gets qualified somehow anyways. It's just, this is how it is, man. Yeah. Ring the bell. Yeah. I don't think I didn't see that, even though both my eyes were closed and I was looking the other way. I could tell. <laughs> anyways, Q and Casey Joe's from Practical Jokers were here. I thought that was pretty cool. Unfortunately, yeah. Sal wasn't. But Sal... What are they uh, doing in Long Island? Yeah, well, I mean, it's part of New York. They live in Staten Island. I'm sure it wasn't a drive. Yeah. He was a mark. He'll, okay. he'll go. Yeah, he'll go. I'm sure. You see the picture of Q called up Sal and him, Sal and Dan House, and took a picture like that. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah, I guess because Sal couldn't come, he called him up on his iPad or whatever and took a picture with Dan House. I wonder how big of fans they really are. Like, I wonder if they know all the wrestlers they're into, like the indie shit. I don't know if they are really. I just assume they are because you casually see, uh, occasionally see a Cell rocking a Brody Lee shirt or a AW shirt. Yeah. Oh, I assume they both are. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm big fans of them, that's for sure. Yeah, it's pretty true. That leads us into the next match. Hangman Page is on commentary for this. Um, so I want a question for you. Do you think AEW would ever be considered like a mainstream type of thing? I think give it a couple of years. Give it about five years. I think it's a possibility for sure. Because I, I do think, think like stuff like this, where it's not it's it's a bit niche, right? But I do think it can smash through the ceiling. That it, you know it might have. I think they have a really like WWE game. right now. I mean. It's very family friendly, so like they're kind of like the Disney of pro wrestling. They're the top guy. They're gonna they're not going anywhere, you know. But when it comes think, down to AW, like there's like different stuff people enjoy that suddenly becomes the popular thing, you know. I think if they get that streaming service deal on HBO Max, they have a really good shot at that. Yeah, I do think so. Like when you look at like stuff like anime and stuff like that, like the things that maybe you wouldn't think are cool, or, like video games, gotten so popular, you know. So the stuff that you you think that people would usually frown upon or like make fun of you for is like usually it eventually rises on up to the top and you're like, wow, this shit's actually really cool, you know? Yeah. I, I think so it that's what I kind of think of when I like think of AEW and having some success in the mainstream. 
Because like, when you look at video games, like that shit wasn't really mainstream, and then esports, you know, blew up. I'd say give it a couple of years. Yeah, and then streamers good. are really popular now. They're making million dollar deals. So. Uh, so going forward, I guess my question for you is what do you think of the punk hangman match coming out or nothing? Um, punk hangman, I'm looking forward to that. I'm not really sure how it started, like the whole feud thing, but so you know what? I mean, I guess maybe it's just because punk is that good and he's number one. I don't know. Basically, punk was just kept, he kept winning matches and he became the one contender through the ranking system, which they use occasionally, yeah. and then now they're in a feud. Mm-hmm. Is he just a heel in that state? I, I guess because the MJF feud, they just don't like him there. I think that's the case. Town, yeah, okay. Uh, I, he was playing like, into it immediately, though, like the music cut and shit like that. What I like said in commentary that uh, Punk was extending an olive branch wearing the jersey, the Long Island jersey. I think he was trying to potentially, yeah. you know. I think that they, it's just an MJF country thing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that the loyalty follows. Yeah. Just shows how good MJF is. Uh, next up, yeah. we get. We can't the lose. He's the only, like, he's like not the only star, but he's one of the big stars like you that you could point to when you're like, AEW is doing something right. You know? I think he's one of the best uh, overall prospects. He's in his early 20s. And he's already well, he's a standout talent type shit. Yeah. Um, looking forward to talking about it more, but right now, going back to this, Punk versus Silver, who was apparently called the Meat Man uh, when he's announced. I like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he is. Uh, previously, I thought Baron Corbin had that gimmick. I guess he's AWE's Baron Corbin. That's what I'm getting from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I got from it. That's my personal dream match right there. He's very up good as well. I might call him Happy Silver from now on. Happy Silver. He, he does look happy every time, especially when he saw you in the audience. He said, man, pretty cool. I love and that he's going to die. Nah. He's going to die. No, it's not going to die. Okay. It's not going to die. It's okay. That's good news. Uh, anyway, match. I was worried, match. man. My computer was like shutting down. You get to, I could hear the panic in your voice. Yeah. I was like, fuck, I charge it and everything. I charge it and it's turning on me just like this. I cannot believe this. This is a horrible day. But uh, anyways, Buck anyways. wins a decent match. Wins with a buckshot lariat nonetheless. Hey man gets very upset because that is in fact his maneuver. And they have a little promo after mm-hmm. the fact. I don't understand he's upset. Yes, okay. Well, I mean, you know, he used his finisher. It wasn't his finisher. No. Nope. Uh, I didn't see it last week, but apparently he had some very harsh words for CM Punk in a promo. Like, maybe he is the heel. I, this is why we, got, we can't keep missing the episodes and Dynamics and stuff like this happens. And it's really confusing. Yeah, it's definitely confusing for you. But if someone, yeah, if someone comes in and they're trying to watch this show for the first time, they'll probably think that CM Punk's such an asshole. When in reality, he's been the nicest guy for a long time. If anyone wants to drop a comprehensive uh, backstory on this feud, tell in the comment section down below. 
we'll both read it and we will like it and thank you for it what are your thoughts on hangman page Uh, i think it's a kind of similar to a kofi kingston situation where giving the belt was the right choice but they didn't plan that far ahead so you just kind of get random things while they're trying to figure out what they're doing I don't feel any connection towards Hangman Page. It's unfortunate because I want to like him. It's just he hasn't had that. He was really good. He was the guy, okay? Like, he was the guy that everyone liked. He was connected with the audience and everything like that. But now it's different after he won the championship. That's why I really hope either the CM Punk feud salvages it or they just give the belt to Punk after this. Yeah, I don't think it will salvage. I think it's Punk's title. Probably. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Because I, I like Hangman, but it's just the starting ring doesn't do much for me. Like, his character just took a dip. Like, I don't even know what he's doing. He's a cowboy now, but even barely a cowboy. You know, it's weird because he had that whole phase after he won the title where he didn't wrestle for a little bit. Everyone's like, when you get to defend the title, and he did. But it wasn't any of that weird Lance mm-hmm. Archer thing. It wasn't really a feud. It was like a Texas Death match setup. And then he had the Adam Cole thing, which was all right, but there was no real story there. Now we're here. Yeah, I honestly thought him. I thought Adam Cole was going to eventually win that championship, but he did not. You would think the the fact that they kept that feud going that it was going to happen. Yeah, like three matches, man, or like two or something. It's almost as annoying as watching Seth Rollins continue to challenge Cody Rhodes after losing to him several times. I mean, you got to think you get a big paycheck if you fight Cody Rhodes so many times, right? Even if you lose. It's still a good paycheck and a good amount to buy yourself some new clothes, some new suits, some new jackets. Maybe learn some new dances. You would think that, but what really happens is every time you lose... Laughing classes. Every time you pinch you for America, his tattoo grows two sizes. Grows exponentially. So one day, it's just going to be like that one t-shirt he had, the Apex t-shirt. And his gets smaller. He's going to wear a suit one day, and it's going to be like an Apex t-shirt he had, where the tattoo is just his face covered up by the tattoo it will become it and it will become him that sounds like a horror movie it kind of is call it the American Nightmare give me the directorial rights I'll do it I think we should DM this to Cody Rhodes I think he'll be very pleased with the script I think he'll love it right after we DM Bobby Lashley Bobby Lashley especially the part especially the part where we tell him that his his dick gets smaller and his wife gets more upset and then he'll be like, wow, this is so like opposite of my normal life. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally not shoot or anything. Huh. I'm so offended, but so compelled. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, wow, I'm so. Speaking it's so of... great. You're like great scriptwriters. Speaking of other things that are kind of strange, kind of spooky, Tony Schiavone backstage interviewing Rip Baker. Jamie Hader and Rebel, and no here, here's the weekly. What, what here's the weekly Tony Schiavone moment that we're gonna harp on him for. There's a moment in this promo okay. where Brett Baker says, "See that thing right next to you points to Jamie Hader. It's a beautiful woman right there." And no, almost automatically, no hesitation. Tony Schiavone goes, mm. "This man's married, man. What oh, is he yeah. doing?" Man, this dude, all my homies hate this guy. He's so weird. It's simping on national television. Can't even hold it anymore, man. 
He's a bit of a weirdo, I'm not gonna lie. Bit of a weird guy. I think someone needs to get some other guys out. Down the wrong axe over there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, he knows he has zero chance, right? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I get, everyone's thinking it, man. Just relax. He's been turned down. There's literally no chemistry, okay? He's asking for a bit more subtlety, Tony, that's all. Yeah, man. Chill the fuck out. The whole IWC is just, just gone down a little bit, man. It's not that serious. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. Anyways, next we have the long-awaited de- debut of Dan Housen named W in the ring. Uh, back and forth contest. Man, this was like, good. Compelling stuff there. Really was. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, there was a distraction after Dan Housen tried to curse Tony Nese and Dan Housen lost rather quickly. Mm-hmm. It's very tragic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder if the muscles, like, you know, fought off the curse a little bit, you know? I think it's because you didn't get to. I wonder if those curse. abs, you know, like it got caught in the abs. I think the curse got caught in the abs. I think that's what happened. Well, you saw uh, Mark Sterling interrupted the curse. And I think that's what happened. He interrupted the whole process. He didn't get to finish, so it didn't go through completely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably what happened. Honestly, I think some got caught in the abs, although like a half of them, at least. Maybe that was half and a half. You know, he was fighting it off. He could barely fight it off until Mark Sterling. Like half and a half. Half and a half is good. Yeah. You know, and- then Tony Swan beat up Dan Housen for a little bit. You know why I had... Okay, this is totally off topic. You know why I had this brownie batter shake from Sonic, right, on my birthday? Because mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah. I don't try that shit. Man, these guys are so smart, bro. Mm-hmm. They sell when a chocolate shake is a brownie batter shake. <laughs> hey, they know what they're doing, man. They know, man. They understand. If only we were that good, bro. If only we can market uh, water that's just... I'm telling you, I haven't even had the vanilla. I haven't haven't even had like the yellow cake batter shake that they're selling, but I'm 100% sure that shit is just... It should taste like vanilla pudding, most likely. You want to bet it just tastes like vanilla? Most likely it just tastes like a vanilla pudding, I think. But whatever. It's vanilla, but colored yellow. Someone pissed in my milkshake. Well, that's a, that's a problem for Sonic there. Gotta ask him some questions, those hard questions. That would be an issue. That would be some weird shit. Uh, I hate, thing... like, even going to Sonic, really. Because it's like, it's always a clusterfuck, right? They don't even know what's going on. I... They're like, you're trying to talk to them through the machine. They're confused as fuck. They don't know what the fuck you're saying, right? I think it's a scary experience, because what so, if... If you're going there, you only probably want to go there to order, like, one thing. That's probably it. And, like, if you're ordering more than one thing, you're pretty much fucked, okay? It's a scary experience to me personally because, you know, you drive in there and they're on their skates and everything. We're thinking a new guy who wasn't great at skates. He drives out with your, uh, <laughs> drives out with your, <laughs> drives out with your shake and he, or he skates out, falls Where? over. <laughs> Spills a shake in your car. The tray scratches your car immediately. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're all cleaned up, all cleaned up. Oh, he falls down on his feet. Your car now drenched in your shake. It's scratched up from this man trying to help, making things worse. You get out infuriated, but then you also slip on the spilled shake. And then you both look like idiots. It's just the worst experience of your entire life. It's like, it's like those guys that attacked uh, Dave Chappelle. 
it's kind of like that. Yeah, you ready to do something, but all of a sudden you get stopped immediately. Rightfully so, bro. Yeah. That was impressive, though. Those dudes broke that dude's arm. Deservedly so. I just found it funny that they slipped. That's that's really it. <laughs> I just can't believe how fast they with this one guy showed up and like seventeen dudes showed up. It's like playing GTA, getting like the five stars almost instantly. <laughs> that guy hit a Roman Reigns spear too. Yeah, having anybody else, I would find it hilarious. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, moving on. Before we do, Hook shows up. Everyone's favorite Hook shows I up. I love Hook. Hook is one of my favorites because I have a little bit. Of, like, I don't even have that many favorites anymore. Like, if you ask me who my favorite wrestlers were, I, I probably have to think for a little bit. But Hook's probably in the list, I would assume. Yeah, Hook, Hook's fantastic. He showed up. Tony Nese and Mark Sterling ran away immediately uh, because little, little known secret about Hook. I'm sure you know this. Hook actually keeps a Dorito in his pocket. And if he walks up to you at just the right angle, bites it at just the right force, this Dorito, what happens is the force of that shoots out, evaporates you right in the ring, erases you from existence. Terrifying, really. And they didn't want that to happen. And gets you laid at the strip club. Well, no, because you don't exist anymore. You don't get anything. Oh. You're just gone. Well, okay, then. That's sad, though. Or whatever. Hook probably gets late to script, though. I mean, let's be honest. He, I mean, he does. I mean, he most likely. See that picture? I mean, this is definitely a fact. It's not even just us assuming. It's a picture. It's online. Not that happening, he but... He wasn't getting late. Uh, he was, you know, a bit of an ass. But, but the lead-up to that event yeah. happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a preview right there. But anyways... Yeah, that, that, that image was definitely not photoshopped, I don't think. Not hundred percent. Not, not even close. No. But we, what one thing that's hundred percent real? Hookhausen. It's a thing on the buy and it'll be them. Hookhausen. That's her name officially. Why are they in tag team? Man, I feel like Hook could just go win the TNT title and everyone would be cool with it. Really, you didn't or you know what? He could actually just turn on Ricky Stark, take his fucking championship, make it his own, and and then call everyone. And, like tell everyone they're weaker than him, you know. We've been over this many times on this podcast. You know, Hook is um all powerful. He is, but he's like the um the dark side from DC of the entire universe. There, he can destroy if he wants to, but he's just such a nice guy. He just doesn't want to do it, really. Uh, dark side's not a nice guy. That's a poor analogy, but you get the idea. He, he has the ability to do what he hmm. if he wants to, but he's just such I a nice trust guy. Hope. I'll tell you why. It's a bit too introverted to really do anything. I'll tell you why I don't trust him. Okay. He trusted Dante Martin. Remember that? Um, no, I don't. Yeah, he did. Didn't he give him some chips or some shit? Right? Mm-hmm. How do we be- know? How do we know his, you know, his feelings towards uh, Mr. Dan Housen? How do we know they're just not wrong? He clearly has. How do we know that Danhausen is actually a very shitty guy? Okay. I mean, Danhausen's a lovely guy. I mean, he just wants. He'll take advantage of Hook, and at the end of the day, he'll curse him and turn him into his own puppet. Always oh, reminds And it's That's... not me not trusting Hook for the worst reasons. I'm just worried for Hook and his safety. But what'll happen is, if that does happen, 
Both will deflect the curse. Almost instantaneously. Like, he didn't even know it was coming, but he knew. And then he'll do the Dorito trick, the aforementioned Dorito trick we talked about earlier. Race can't have some resistance. Okay. And that's what will happen. Well, now I'm a little less worried, okay? Now, now, now that you ex- explained that to me, I'm a little less worried about Hook. Whenever you think something's going to happen, though, just think about the Dorito trick, and that's you'll, you'll feel better immediately. Yeah, for sure. And also, the one thing, so the, in the Dax match, he was flipping a little bit. Did you see that? He was he was doing a couple flips. Is that true? Or was it a rotation? Do you count it as a rotation or a flip? Yeah. It, was, I, it wasn't that. I, I feel like you flip in midair. Even if it's a rotation, it's still a flip to me. I count flips as, like, intentionally flashy off the top rope. Like, if it's like a 630. It was kind of flashy. He did it, he did it twice. Or he at least attempted it twice. Three times, maybe, even. Was it a counter, or was it more of a, a thing, you know? No, he literally, he was going for the move again. <laughs> oh, well. He was like a cross, it was a turning cross body, and he went for it again in the corner and got, like, fucked up or something. Maybe no flips, just fist is a tag team slogan. It's not a personal belief he carries. Hmm. Look, man. If you're telling me my shirt is a lie all this time, I might have to throw uh, it away. It's not life for the tag team, just for the one individual. It's not completely wrong. No. No, you know, if you're going to push that on me, might as well just go back to WWE, you know? I'm just giving you my theories. You asked me, man. I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about this. That's I don't care about your theories, okay? I mean, you did ask, but uh, something I know you can't about. Ask. Yeah, that's true. Warlow and MJF, the contract signing, the best part of the show, segment-wise. Yeah. This was fantastic. I mean, it's like the one, of, one of the only... Se- oh, no, there was another segment, but that wasn't Nowhere near as good. Uh, fantastic from start to finish starts off Dark Side of the Ring season 4 teaser narrated by Chris Jericho points out wait why am I doing this he's like on oh, the page good whatever uh, and it's uh, Dark Side of the Ring for the time that Wardlow screwed over MJF in the CM Punk match and it features Taz Jake Roberts and Barry Horowitz it's amazing yeah you should go look it up if you haven't seen it already uh, because it's fucking great. Actually, I was, you know, I was like, wow, they're actually doing another season. But I was like, no, it's an MGF promo. It's as real as it gets, man. It's as real as it gets. Yeah. And because uh, they're definitely not doing another season. That's for sure. It's canceled. I think. It's unfortunate, really, when you think about it. I think WWE's gonna do a show with them, though. <laughs> it's all about WCW and how it went horribly wrong. How every other company <laughs> failed, but then we did perfectly fine and nothing wrong. I mean, if you, even if you look at AEW, I mean, come on. <laughs> you get a, you get what's his face, Eric Bischoff in there. You know, that yeah. guy over there, CM Punk, real dick. I can't, I can't Let me tell that. you about what AEW is doing wrong. Wait, no, this is about WCW, Eric. AEW needs to do this, all right? They really don't, they really suck. And I don't give a fuck, right? If they don't want to have me on their show again, all right? I'm going to say this. No, it's about WCW. Cut the fucking camera, right? WCW, AW. Oh, I'm hearing it's different letters for the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, back to the show. All right, so 
basically it's the whole thing from that it's, it's kind of funny yeah mgf comes out gets the heroes welcome he deserves from long island everyone loves him Yay. he loves them no i wouldn't be cheering for him because i'm not from long island yeah wouldn't you want to feel part of something though no all right well uh i'll see fun. silent and i'll look at him from a distance You'll you'll stare him down if I'm hearing. You'll stare him down. <laughs> yeah. The well, you know, I'm out. enjoying getting in my own head, but everyone else, you know, yeah. You won't show outward emotion. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone will be having a lovely time. You'll just be there emotionally dead, watching this, like you're yeah, the yeah. Batman from the 2022 film, The Batman, narrating about Halloween. The Batman. The Batman. Yes. Hmm. Thursday, October 31st. These people, they're having such a great time. I hate it here. I hate these people. I hate them <laughs> specifically. Like Tony Schiavone yeah. watching an MJF promo. That's true. Yeah, he, he really hates that guy. Oh my god, this guy again. Gives him a look every time he shows up that just, just screams, you know what, if he died in a car accident tomorrow, the world would be a better place. And you're just like, Tony, that's a bit much. And Tony, it's so much, Tony. I guess MJF has said much worse, though. And, you know, Tony's just, he's over there, he just hates this guy so much, he, just, he doesn't care anymore. Tony Giovanni's an evil guy. He's, you know, he's an evil guy, he's annoying, he hates on the wrong women, he hates on pe- women in general. I mean, he's an annoying guy, really. He, he seems he seems on TV, most likely on Twitch also. He hates MJF, doing everything wrong, really, I think. Yeah, I think he really needs to get his life together. Okay. Even worse, you can just tell he's a big fan of Sammy Guevara and Dave's relationship on TV. It's tight. Yeah, when he when he stops being such a simp and just being the worst person ever, then I will get it correct. I've always liked Sammy Guevara anyway. The internet says no, so it's no. Mm. I didn't find it that annoying, but whatever. Anywho. Um we get back to this. MJF wants to let Wardlow talk. I don't, think, I, I don't, I don't even think that shit got off the ground, by the way. I don't even think like they let it even happen, like simmer a little bit. It's like two weeks, and everyone's like, this is the worst thing I've seen in my entire life. It makes me want to stab my eyes with a fork and throw them into the yeah. trash can. And Tony was like, like I don't even know how I feel about this. Tony Khan just get went, oh, that's my bad. They're heels now. It's all right. Yeah. Whatever. So of course the long gun cloud the crowd hates Wardlow. So he just gets a condition instead. Wardlow doesn't talk. MGF says you're gonna get whipped ten times. Sean Spears does the ten thing. That was fun. That was nice. One of my favorite parts of this whole thing was he says he's gonna face Sean Spears in the cage match. Wardlow. Wardlow starts laughing and he goes, "I'm not sure laughing out about your oh and two in those matches. Relax over there, Barry." That was also funny. And he also says that he will be the referee. Of said match, so that should be fun. I like that idea. What one thing that was a bit of an oversight was uh, watching Wardlow act like he can't sign the contract because he's handcuffed, and being like, "No, <laughs> let him out, let him out, just let him take the handcuffs off." And Sean Spears is like, "I don't know about that, boss. I said do it, man. Just let him out." I think we need more special guest referees in pro wrestling. Yeah, I think. I think they do it just enough. No one does it, though. MJF's doing it. 
Well, I mean, yeah, but I think we need more. I think we need, like, in WWE, some, someone needs to do it. I think we should get uh, Veer to be a referee. It's for the yeah. meme. You know? And do you know what's going on with the New Japan shit? Uh, from what I understand, the Hokota Ibushi thing is someone yeah. over there cheated him out of merch money. And he's yeah. having issues with it. I heard of something about sexual harassment and shit. That sounds terrible. So I didn't hear about I that. I just know. heard the Kota Bushi stuff. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on over there, but I mean, I feel awkward now with the whole AW New Japan thing. It, it, it puts a damper on things, honestly. He was so exciting until then, you know? Why well, kind of needs to come out before, so I didn't have to know about this. They could have scrapped it before they told anybody. I mean, really, uh, I'm kind of just upset with pro wrestling, you know? I'm like, every time, you know, maybe some shit feels kind of like, oh, this is going to be a fun time in pro wrestling. It's always like, wrestling is dark as fuck, actually, you know? This is about what Team Dream and all over again, where you're like, man, I love this guy, he's really cool. And the news comes out that he's actually a horrible human being, and you're like, damn, I hate that, I hate that guy. But it was I cool. wrestling, yeah, the whole speaking out thing, it's really just sad to see, you know? Because you yeah. want everyone to have the best lives, and everyone to get you know, like, everyone to, you know, just prosper. But when, like, shit's just so, you know, backwards, it's terrible. Really is. I, I thought I wanted to believe it was all solved in 2020. Yeah, I can't solve everything, you know. There's always the deep rooted issues and things like that. New Japan of all places, man. God, that was like the one promotion everyone praises that promotion and stuff like that. We never heard many like people criticize them for much, you know. So it's definitely the shocking. Thing is respect and honor, man. Yeah, so crazy. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I, you know, hopefully Kodabushi finds himself, you know, something, you know. I mean, he has be a better shocked. life. If he doesn't come to AW and reform the Golden Lovers with Kenny Omega eventually, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, that would be fun. That would be really fun. That would just for like. A well, I mean, rest. at this moment, I'm not really sure what uh, what he should maybe whatever he wants to do, he should do it. You know, That's well, it. once once this cools down, though, I like to see him in AW for a little bit. Just because it, originally he was like, I'm a, a JPW lifer, never leaving this place. But now he is leaving that place. And all the hopes of him going to somewhere else where I'm getting to see him more far back. Yeah. Now, the only thing I have an issue with there is if AW does, you know, does the stuff with New Japan and stuff like that, it's closer with them. If that just be awkward, you know. So yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing I worry about there. So, yeah. That's true. So, I mean, I really, like... wherever he wants to go. I mean, I don't know where he would fit necessarily in other promotions, because I, I, I don't watch any other promotions, really. But I'm sure he'll fit in wherever. Yeah. Uh, anyways, finishing off this segment, Wardlow, of course, beats up everybody. And that is the end of this segment. Yes. Uh, I mean, quick... honestly, I love this segment. Like, you know, just all the funny moments. That I, I love the Sean Spears moment that he had. So, yeah. yeah. And then Wardlow looks like a badass. I, mean, I think he should have F10 the guy through the table, but it is what it is. Personally, I thought that MJF was going to have a clause in there where he was like, I know what I'm doing, and he's going to say, if you hit me before the match, you don't get the match, and you just automatically can't get a contract here. I thought he was going to do something smart like that, but he was just like, no, no, just let him out. It's cool. He won't do it off the principle that he won't do it. Oh, yeah. But anyways, I don't know, man. No idea. I'm gonna quick promo continuing Samoa Joe uh 
Beauty has with Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and the other guy. You weren't here when that happened. What were your thoughts on this whole thing? Um, look, man, I don't even know what's going on, to be honest. They just popped up on my screen, you know, like talk about some shit. And say, what's going on here? I have no idea. What were your thoughts on the big guy specifically, though? Eh, nothing much, really. I was kind of like, okay, he's big. For me personally, I was like, he's big, but really, he's not that interesting. Yeah. Well, okay, I want to clarify right now, also, that the Kota Bushi stuff is alleged, okay? <laughs> I'm going to say that as well. Yeah, that's just, true. Just because I don't think I clarified that enough, but yeah. Anyway, we'll move back to the big guy, Big Toldu. Yeah, I didn't have any many, many thoughts about him. I kind of just heard about him in passing and stuff like that, and people's opinions on him. Not having people didn't really seem too fond of him. He didn't have the best debut. I heard about that. The lights going out and coming back on, and it was just him, and no one knew who the fuck he was. I'm hoping he has a he's good. I'm hoping he's good, but I'm not sure. So they chose. To, I want to remind you, they chose to overshadow Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki with that. I want to remind you about that. Uh, yeah. That is true, dude. That is true. I forgot about the Suzuki match with uh, Joe. Some people did because And of he that. won the championship, too. Like, I mean, I feel like you should just leave Samoa Joe to celebrate with that championship. Or or maybe even if you do the lights out, lights on thing, you bring in somebody actually people care about. So. If you want to do a Jay Lethal Samoa Joe feud, I would just prefer that over this whole group thing. I'm not really a fan of that whole thing. I just want to see yeah. Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe. That's all. Yeah, I don't really know. I'm not really sure what the fuck's going on with Jay Lethal. I feel like they just cram people into these things in AEW and now Ring of Honor, I guess. In these different teams or in these things to like try and see what the fuck will happen with them. Because they have nothing else to do with them, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think they're cramming so many people into the TNT title scene, I think, personally, as well. That's also an issue I have. Talk about that a bit later. Like the it's kind of the TNT title scene, kind of the whatever the fuck was going on with Ricky Stark's patch. So, yeah. Oh, the FTW title scene. That was the FTW title scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we can move on to that now. Uh, I don't even, yeah, I don't even know. Is that title now official? What title? That was my thing. Like, they keep making title matches for the FTW title, but like, is it even a thing that, like, I know it's a Taz thing, but like, is it really a thing other people care about who are Taz and Team Taz? Uh, now I guess so, maybe. Because Jungle Boy was really distraught when he not won that title. I mean, it's just another piece of gold to have with on your team, you know? I thought Christian was going to turn on that motherfucker, too. I also uh, did. I thought Christian would turn I on I was him. like, kill switch. Kill switch time. That's cool. Turn, turn on them and align yourself with Team Taz. So if people, I thought the know. hug, he was going to turn the hug and just slam him down on the map, but he didn't do it. I lingered on it for a long time. I thought they were going to do it, too. Yeah. I think eventually that might happen, though. So, Jungle Boy, speaking of champions that aren't working, for me anyways, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, great tag team. I just, I don't care that much about them. I think that uh, Fish and O'Reilly should be tag champions right now. So that in my solar review, I'll say that here again. I don't know if you agree with that. I agree with that. I feel like the whole elite thing, like building up the elite, they should have all the championships right now. I also wouldn't like that. That would have been better for the story because then they're trying to take it from, you know, Kenny in the box and stuff like that. They're being rebellious and shit. And then imagine they get like that success. 
personally, I would like the Bucks to have the tag titles. Um, Cole could have. I mean, maybe if we wanted to, you could have given Cole one of the titles, one of the singles titles, and give Fish and Riley the ROH tag titles. That would have been fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. But anyways, if they booked themselves in the situation where you have another triple threat thing for the tag titles, where once again they awkwardly crammed Luchasaurus and Jungle yeah. Boy into this feud that was already going on, Ricky Starks, Hobbs versus Swerve and Keith Lee. Wait, why so, are all these people just crammed together in this thing? Why why is it that Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are consistently as the champions and afterthought and all of these things here? That's that's a real zero idea. Why is Christian here? What is Christian? He he came in, he had the match with Kenny, and he just doesn't wrestle anymore. I don't know what that's about. I love Christian. Give him something to do. I mean, like, why why is he not doing something of substance? Yeah, I get it. You can make the argument that he wants to help new people, but he really isn't doing anything for Lucasaurus and Jungle Boys. So, I mean, we can end that right now. Yeah. He's like a great guy to have, but you're not using him in the correct powers or the correct way, you know? That's kind of like he can't go anywhere. You saw him wrestle. He does great. Yeah. Like, I feel like he should just be treated as a legend like he is, but he's just not. So, I don't really get it. I really don't understand why they even signed Christian whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, people were underwhelmed by seeing Christian. Like, I don't even know who would be underwhelmed. I don't know. I was like, overwhelmed seeing Christian. I couldn't I believe I love Christian, Christian, bro. Christian's so cool. Anyway, it was, it I was, was properly whelmed, I feel. Yeah. So is Swerve and Keith Lee going to go for the tag titles then? I would assume so. I mean, this all started because it's those two guys feeding with FT, well, not FTR, Team Taz. And now for some reason, Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy are in the shoot also. And that's just that feels very weird. Everything feels just so crammed together. Like, nothing makes sense. Like, you got Swerve Scott over there. He's getting over. His whole Swerve's house thing is, you know, over as fuck. Keith Lee, he walks out and everyone's, you know, chanting his name. I feel like you could just put them in singles, like competition, you know, wherever way possible, you know. But I feel like they're just signing maybe too many people and they don't know what the fuck to do with them, really. I can agree with that, but if this ends with uh, Hobbs and Starks being the tag team champions, I will be fine with that. I think it's okay. Yeah, it's good. I, I mean, the team has needs that, I think. I would say so, too. They don't get on TV enough anymore. Yeah. And then then the whole, I don't even know what's going on with the TNT championship. We can get to that later. We get yeah, to we'll that. get to that when Sammy Guevara pops up or whatever. But for now. Whenever, when whoever pops up. By the way, uh, Starks retains the title in case anyone didn't know that. And yeah. it was because of Powerhouse Hobbs came out to help Starks, but then uh, Swerve came out, which distracted the ref, allowed uh, well, Jungle Boy couldn't win the match because of it, and then Starks was able to pick up the win once the referee started paying attention again. Therefore, all teams are mad at each other, and that's what's going on there. It was a good match. It was a good match. It, it was good. I just don't understand uh, what the sudden importance of the FCW title is. As much as I love Team Taz, I just don't get it. No idea. Anyway. I said it was like a... One last thing. I said it was like... um a Brian Cage, Ricky Stark situation where the top guys in that group fight over it to be the top guy in Team Taz, but whatever is what it is. Yeah. 
So next up, the Jericho Appreciation Society victory speech. This was just weird, I thought. I, I don't know about you. I thought the first half of this was just weird. What do you think was weird about it? So it comes out, uh, Lee, I, I guess that's his name, not the guy with the ponytail. I forget his name all the time. Um, I think it's Lee. Comes out, he's unnaturally horny about this whole situation. Um, horny? Yeah. Jericho talking about how he's a wizard because he used a fireball. I mean, I've seen anybody on um, the Go Big Show do that, so really it's not that big of a crazy thing, I think. Yeah, I think I've seen that before, too. Alexa Bliss did it like two years Alexa ago. Bliss, yeah, exactly. Alexa's, Alexa Bliss is back. She's back. back. I don't even know what her gimmick is, but she's back. No idea. I think she's like half and half. I like uh, half and half. It's a good drink. That's one thing I've learned today to end this episode. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so they're having this whole thing. Moxley comes out. Then the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club come out. Uh, then there's no one. I mean, the only person from Blackpool is like William Regal. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the whole gimmick is that you're part of his club uh, officially. I, I'm just saying, we need some UK people in this crew. Not not enough UK people, frankly. Yeah, it's almost like they're all on NXT UK right now. Or they need a better logo as well. They need a better logo. Their T-shirt I, I, sucks. I mean, that design is bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, my main thing is that they're dangerously close to being the BBC, and I think that's very terrifying. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but I they're not quite. They're not there yet. They're not there yet. I'm sure somebody's accidentally called them that already. Never abbreviate the name. You'll be okay. I'm going to though at some point for convenience sake. It's going to happen. It's going to be awkward for everybody here. Don't type it into Google Images. That's for sure. Actually, if you're gonna do, and if you are gonna do it, there's no need to use incognito mode. You'll be fine. Uh, anyways, yeah, probably okay. Yeah. Uh, so Mox is there. Blackpool Combat Club is there, and also Kingston and Santana and Ortiz show up. They beat down. Oh my god, I love AJ. it. Yeah, it's great. I, they, I don't know if there's a story other than, uh, Kingston was like, "Hey, Max, you want to help me out here?" And Max is like, "Sure, guys, you want to help too?" And they're like, "Okay, whatever." Let's beat the fuck out of these sports entertainers. I also hate this. Ain't no AW Galaxy. I that's also another thing they call it the AW Galaxy. What the hell is that? You know, it's a nice way of making fun of the WWE universe. I guess so. Uh, I I found the whole thing weird, and also Daniel Garcia's voice still catches me off guard. Even though I expected. Why do you think he's British? He's not British, okay? He looks British, okay. You made fun of me for thinking Austin Theory was British. Okay, now you're over here talking about some Daniel Garcia is oh, British. This guy actually looks British, okay. No, he doesn't. I mean, honestly, Austin Theory just looks like an asshole, but I mean, he he still looks kind of British to me, but whatever. What? Tell me down below if you saw if you saw uh, this man, Daniel Garcia, walking down the street. You had to guess his origin. Even if you wouldn't guess he's British, you would not think he sounds the way he does. But anyways. No, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. Next up, we get to the woman stuff on the show, which is always crammed into the... One question. Midsection of the second hour. All right, look. Have you ever seen F40 Pebbles chocolate bar in your life? I've heard of them. I have not seen them. 
You've heard of them. That's even more than I've known. Okay. I got one on my birthday. It's crazy. I haven't eaten it yet, though. I should rephrase. I've seen a Fruity Bevel's chocolate bar. I assume there was a chocolate variant. I didn't see it, though. Okay. Well, I have one in my possession. That's insane. T- taste this video coming soon. Yeah. I also have Carolina Reaper Flaming Hot Cheetos. Uh, possible last video coming soon. Possibly. And then I have Kinder Bueno, but I mean, that's just generic shit that I like. So that's you're going to wash out the Carolina Reaper Cheetos taste. Yeah. Exactly. After yeah, I eat that, I'm like, oh, I want some Nutella in my system right now. Pop a Kinder. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be okay. So next up, we get to the Deeb and Thunderosa segment here. A nice little promo. I'm, I'm interested in the match. It should be fun. Two great wrestlers wait, there. Wait, what's the feud? Serena Deeb and Thunderosa for the title. I like Serena Deeb a lot. I don't think it's a draw match. Like, no one's going to tune in to see Serena Deeb wrestle or on pay per view. But she's really good and people should, you know. So, whatever. I think they're both very talented wrestlers. I'm very interested in this match. Yeah. I think people are really into Thunder Rose. I think people just need to open their eyes and be like, wow, Serena Deeb's actually one of the better women's wrestlers they have, to be honest. She's one of the best, I would say. And I'm very happy that she's moving on from the Sheeta thing. Because even though that was, they're both great and they had great matches, I think that was kind I of I never weird. understood what was happening, really. I also thought was a little bit weird. It's a heel kind of happen. But anyways, that happens. And then we get Hater versus Storm, a match that Twitter was invested in for... Some might say the right reason. I'd say it's not the right reason, but that's is what it is. Mm, okay. Um. Look, match is really good though. I thought they weren't going to give this match a lot of time, but they gave it enough time. I think it was a good amount of time, for sure. I I liked it. I thought the they finish... really didn't give the the main event a lot of time, but it's still. I think they. I I still think that match was a good amount of time. What they did there, may have upset me, and it, it was a picture in picture thing. It was like a 10 minute match, and somehow we still got hit with a commercial, and that really upset me greatly. Um, yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> Especially during this match. It uh, came back, and it was a immediate extreme spot, I think, too. Dude, it, I always get scared during the Anything Goes match main events because they've done it before where they've had the spot and the commercial break. Remember when they had Brody versus Cody? And like the chain, the dog collar match, and they did the table spot during the commercial, and no one was paying attention, so no one saw it. Um, not really. I mean, I don't even remember that match that well, but yeah, maybe it probably happened. I remember this happened. It was a thing, and I just hate when they do that during Extreme Rules matches, especially when they've done picture in picture all night. They've overused it, and they haven't even done that thing that they normally do, where they give you like the first twenty minutes free. They're going picture in picture every five seconds on the show. I think they got to calm down with that, quite frankly. Yeah, for sure. I know that's not really their call. It's a network thing, but they did a bit too much on the show for my liking. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this match, Hater versus Storm, I really liked it. I thought this finish looked a bit weird. I don't remember the Storm Zero being a pilot driver, but I mean, that could just be me. Yeah, the finish was definitely a little bit weird. Like, it was an awkward pilot driver. Yeah. I mean, overall, Storm won, and that should be fun seeing her go in the tournament. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know who else is in the tournament, though. Uh, well, she's going to go up against Britt Baker and whoever the Joker is, one of those two. Oh, that's dope. That's really cool. I think Riho versus Ruby Soho is a match in this tournament, too. I like seeing the matches on TV. I don't want to see any of them on Dark. 
Yeah, I mean, fair enough. It's fair enough, yeah. I mean, because I won't watch them on dark, so I won't even see them, but I don't want to see that it's on the card on dark. If, if our uh, watching rate is hand and go by, there's no chance we'll see him before this on television. So. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, here versus Termigan match. Uh, moving forward. Get to the Sky versus Kazarian stuff. This is the TNT title stuff. So Sky won the title back after they fought Mateo this thing. He's going to have a title match against Frankie Kazarian and Rampage. There should be a nice match there. Um, yeah, it should be. I mean, I'm not really sure. I guess it's like an SCU feud going on. Yeah, I, I kind of like that idea. His old team going against his new team. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think Scorpio Sky needs... I feel like this whole American Top Team thing needs to stop. I also don't like that, but if we're going to have to keep Specifically going with... Specifically with this dude. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like they should just be on their own, you know? I mean, I agree with that. I'm not a big Dan Lambert guy. I really. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He might just be a dick in general. Dan Lambert's apparently a really nice guy backstage. I just—he's really annoying on TV. I see. Okay. Whatever. Some people say it makes him a good heel. I think that makes him very unbearable to watch. Makes him want to change the channel. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just not like into him. He's Vicky Guerrero, almost. Ask. Same level of, I just want to stop watching this now. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, honestly, I feel like Vicky Guerrero should also be out of, you know, AEW. It's kind of the reason. I mean, I like the idea of her being around just to, like, give people advice and, like, help out backstage. I don't like the idea of her doing the whole gimmick. I mean, Isla Rose is perfectly fine until she showed up. She did not need Vicky Guerrero. That really did not help her career. Yeah, she never needed it. Anyways, uh, Sky vs. Kazarian thing, because they're promoting Frankie Kazarian. It's backstage, and Sammy shows up with Tay. Tay isn't saying anything. Or Ty. Ty isn't saying Ty. anything. Yeah, I caught myself that time. Right. Uh, Sammy shows up. He's like, hey, man, you, you can't trust Scorpio Sky. He's kind of a dick. And Kazarian teaming up with him for a couple of years is like, I think I would know, but whatever i don't know why you would know that he's a bad guy you haven't even teamed with him once i don't know what this is about and then sammy's like i hope you're right and he walks off it's kazarian sickest parent of all time says hey sammy your vlog sucks that was definitely fun that was funny sick burn right there yeah so they show I the car watch the sammy Guevara vlog in a, in a year at least i watched sammy Guevara vlog in ever so that's probably more than I have. I only watch like one, maybe two. Every wrestler has a vlog now. It's really hard to keep up. Yeah, I don't watch Being the Elite anymore either. I, I feel like I miss too much content. I don't really like catch up with it. Being the Elite, there's nothing going on with Being the Elite, most likely. I will say I appreciate it for the Pro the Elite Gift Garrison segment. I do appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, but being the elite used to be the shit, though. Used to. But anyways, um, next Wednesday, sorry, next Wednesday, we got the... When it was just, like, the Young Bucks and Hammond Page and Adam Cole, you know, messing around with each other. It's a little overpopulated, I would say. Now it's just the whole AW roster's involved, so it's a little difficult to... It's more of, like, what AW's doing, you know? 
backstage, a little look into backstage AW. And then they might use it a little bit here and there for character work and stuff like that, but that is annoying because I never get to catch up on it. So that sounds so true. And um, they pop up on maybe AEW or something, and it's like, oh, but they're still boring and shit. So I don't know. Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, next up, when they do show the card for next Wednesday, just gonna do this right here. Jeff Hardy. Well, first one, next Wednesday card. We got to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Slight interruption there, but next Wednesday card looks pretty good. You get both Joker matches in the tournament. Should be fun. Ray Phoenix versus Kyle O'Reilly looks pretty nice. It's a pretty good looking card. Um, yeah, whatever you said right there. Yeah. So then we get to Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. After right, Hardy Darby. Next. Okay, Darby Allen, right? Like Darby Allen's a star. I used to think Sting doesn't need to be with this guy at all. Every time Sting walks out with him, it's like, will you ever walk anywhere? Like, go anywhere and your parents just walk with you? It's like you're being escorted there by them. Like your yeah, job. Is the Sting escort with them, bro. It's like your parents dropping you off at school. There you go, son. Have fun. What you gotta do? Exactly. That's how it goes. Don't get into too much trouble. Have fun, but not too much fun. And he got into a lot of trouble, okay? Yeah, it starts off, matches super quick paced, and then they break I the flow. Like, even though, like, I felt like maybe it could have been longer, I mean, still, they crammed as much extreme shit in there as possible. And it was just good. It was really good. I still want more from Matt Hardy. Like, not like with like Jeff Hardy, but I wish he was broken, Matt Hardy. I, I also agree with that. I'd like to see more Matt Hardy stuff. However, I, I even it. think the stuff with Jeff would be more interesting if it was him being broken and Jeff being. You know who, who he was before, you know. I do agree with that. I would like to see that again. Because that character just like is it kind of a, it's good. Like it's funny. It works. Everyone talks about it. Um. So him like being like, oh, it's dead and shit. Like I don't like that. Me neither. Didn't get a proper chance in AW, so I would like to see it come back. Yeah. And he, yeah, he does delete and shit like that too. So, like, how are you going to do that and not? Like, it's just awkward. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree with he that. He did that in WWE. It was awkward then. It's awkward now. It kind of like, worked in TNA, I think. And then he went to the UE and then it stopped for a little bit. And they came back and it's had some work since. I'm talking about when it stopped. Like, he was just doing the delete stuff with his fingers and shit, but he was still normal Matt Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just it's... awkward at that point. Then you bring it back, and in Dota, it sucked as well. I think we should give it one more try, and if it doesn't work, then I get stopped. He got a little overshadowed by Bray Wyatt, who was doing similar shit too. Because ever since, like, because he did the broken Matt Hardy thing, right? But then they try to replicate with Bray Wyatt and his family and stuff like that. And then Bray Wyatt kind of, you know, like he he had a similar gimmick. Not, it wasn't the same stuff, but still. It was a more serious version of Matt Hardy thing at the time. And they tried to make them a tag team. It was a whole weird thing. It didn't work. I don't remember that, but that's crazy. Don't remember the tag team? No. It's the same time as Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel being tag team champions. I mean, they had a sick-ass theme song, though. They did. That was pretty true. These battle scars. 
don't need the best thing about that team, actually. And now apparently Bo Dallas believes that like the world is flat or so I don't remember what was going on with him, but yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on, but back to the match and here. It was a very quick page match and they cut it off with a picture in picture thing, which as I expressed already. Yeah, it's it's so annoying. It really is. Yeah. They came back, like if I even blinked, bro. If I blinked or I was watching something else at that time or came back from the bathroom, bro, I would be so fucking done, bro. Because if they came back, Darby jumps off a fucking ladder into some chairs onto Jeff Hardy. Yeah, they had the spot during picture in picture where Jeff, like he was about to do the spot. And I was having a heart attack. I was like, they're really going to do this during picture in picture. And I'm stuck watching this stupid ad for Dunkin' Donuts. Like, you don't want avocado toast? I, I really don't care about avocado toast. I just want to see this one dude, Jealous Sergeant, and put it a chair. I wonder if avocado but... toast is good or disgusting. I don't know. Whatever. I like avocado. I like toast. I mean, I like avocado on bread, but I'm not sure about that. Whatever it is. Especially from Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, I've, you know. And whatever it is, tell me when I'm not watching and anything goes match between Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy. Maybe I'll care then. I just, I don't want to hear about it. What is, I mean, you can just order it on Uber Eats, right? But remember, you can't order like soap or a toilet or something or else like you can't eat the toilet. Yeah, order, order a bunch of paint, see if you could drink that, have fun with that. Yeah. I mean, you probably could, but is it a smart idea? No. Your insides might be blue, but. Whatever. I won't be able to show them off to anybody. And won't have a lot of time left after that one. Yeah. Uh, Your tongue would be blue as fuck. Anyways, back to the thing. It does get back to the match. Thankfully, didn't do the spot picture in picture. You said Darby Allen immediately does the liar spot. It looks crazy because it was crazy. And then do a bunch of other cool stuff like Darby Allen whiffing a coffin drop bumps in the apron. I think it was a senton too that Darby did. Wasn't it just a coffin drop? I think it was just a coffin drop. Oh, off the ladder, you I mean, mean? No, I'm the at... same time off the ladder, yeah. That wasn't, yeah, that was. My, one of my favorite spots, though, besides the ladder spot, was when they came back from break. A little bit after that, they had Jeff Hardy go for the, the swan down bomb on the steel steps, and Darby moves. He does the swan down anyways. And... Crazy. I wince at that, and then it's just Jeff Hardy standing up because he didn't fall down. He stands up, he's on the guardrail, and the dude in the crowd that's right in front of him goes, "Man, why would you do that for, man? What, what's up with that?" Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, bro, I was, just, I was like, "Wow, these dudes are killing themselves right now." But I mean, man, it was cool as fuck, though. Yeah, I didn't even mind that Jeff Hardy wanted the to roll up. I mean, I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, they both had a great match. No one looked bad coming out of it. That was great. And if it was a WWE match, I mean, they probably would have done everything wrong, and then the roll-up would have happened, and it would have been super terrible. It would be a different story, because it would be on a night where everyone's getting disqualified or counted out. I'd go for one clean, normal finish, and it'd be a roll-up where Jeff Hardy's grabbing the tights for some reason. Yeah, probably. Other than that very inventive counter, like it was in the match. He's probably slapping themselves in the face, too, seeing Jeff Hardy succeeding on AEW television. Imagine thinking Jeff Hardy can't go anymore like I did when he was in WWE and you see him doing stuff like he's doing. they try to bring him back. They try to bring this dude back with the Hall of Fame and he said, fuck off. I'm going over here to AEW. So they're probably like just fucking pissed. It's just because 
Wasn't it just because he wouldn't bring Madden to you? They were just like, just you, Jeff, only you. Yeah, it was also true. So my way the match ends. Bunch of I mean, I wish he didn't even like protest for no more words in WWE because if he didn't do that, we probably would have no more words in AEW. Yeah. I think how long is there you can own the rights to the song now? I don't even know. I feel like WWE owns it now because they just pay for it for uh, Jeff. That's unfortunate. If they can get the original Hardy Boys theme song, I'm sure they can get no more words that they really wanted. It depends. I mean, I don't know the whole, you know, situation there. But I really want no more words for Jeff Hardy. I think if he ever does some of the single stuff, that'd be cool. But I think he's just finishing off the tag run. Matt. Yeah. Which I'm fine with also. Uh, Anyways. Super fun match. I really enjoyed it. The show ends up with the elite staring down at Sting, Darby, Mahari. Yeah, the little tease for the young bucks and the artists doing it one more time. That's cool. Cool. And that's how the show goes off air. Yeah, I think it's a thumbs up show. I would also agree as a high, high thumbs up. Yep. The second one he really right. wants, wants to show up, he just can't do it. It's not for this one. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, I was going to give it a double thumbs up because I actually didn't think of like any negatives towards this show, but Apparently there were none. Oh, well, there were some, actually. There were a couple that held it back. Some of them snippets. Uh, for me personally, I, I know it's it's just the little things bothered me more than they should have. And then some story stuff here and there that held it back for me. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, should I plug the stuff? Sure. Go follow us on every single social media platform. We are everywhere as well as podcasting platforms. Leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Go on our YouTube channel, subscribe, like, comment, share our, all our content. Hit the notification bell if you want to be notified of our stuff. And we will see you in the next one. Bye.